This is the official Caps Church Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I am here in studio with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. In studio with my new jersey t-shirt. It's actually Verona, so it's a bit of a relic. Yeah, getting them on sale, I guess, huh? Yeah, and you know, <laughs> now it's you know showing love to the boy. Absolutely. Even, and you know, I'm happy with the trade, but still love him. Definitely, definitely. Well, Caps fans, we are actually, this will be our Thursday uh, episode. We have a great interview with Andrew from the Short Shift Podcast. He's repping the Boston Bruins. Uh, but first off, we need to tell you about our sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook. The hits literally keep on coming from one boxing event to the next. They grow in excitement and anticipation. Anticipation, And this weekend is no different. <clears throat> With two of the sport's most respected fighters stepping into the ring Saturday night, there is no better place to get in on all the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. For this weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering all new users a shot at turning $1 into $55. To celebrate the weekend's huge event, DraftKings Sportsbook is offering new users the opportunity to get 55 to 1 odds on either on either a main event fighter to win on either main event fighter to win this weekend's fight. <clears throat> That that's bet one dollar, and if the fighter of your choice wins, you win fifty five dollars. Plus, with basketball and hockey playoffs right around the corner, DraftKings Sportsbook has even more ways for you to make it rain. DraftKings Sportsbook is safe, secure, and reliable, meaning you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can bet $1 to win $55 on this weekend's main event. That's right, DraftKings Sportsbook is going all out for new users by offering the chance to win $55 when placing a bet of $1 on this weekend's big fight only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app. Use code THPN. Again, that is DraftKings Sportsbook. Code THPN. Do it. Thank us later. Thank us later. Absolutely. Well, Polly, I'm excited to get uh, Andrew on the feed. So I say we pop some tabs and uh, get it going, huh? Yep. One, two, three. All right, here he what is. What up? <laughs> Andrew himself from the Short Shift podcast, man. Um, we did a bit of a guest spot, what, about a month and a half ago, I'd say? Yeah, um, yeah I'd say. It was about six weeks ago, yeah. yeah you guys yeah. you guys have been my my favorite guest on the Short Shift because mm. you got, y'all know your shit and you know how to chirp, my two <laughs> favorite things. I bet you say that to all the podcasts. Yeah, I was just going to say. <laughs> only, only the ones I want to take back to the bedroom later. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, all right. I think uh, we were on when we were previewing the second Caps Bruins series. Yeah. Series. Yes. Yep, that's right. And um, this is post uh, a couple Caps wins from against the Bruins. But we do have you the last game on our schedule is that also mm-hmm. the last game for your schedule for this season? That is correct. Yep, that is the la- the last game of the year. And with any luck, it's basically going to be Hershey versus Providence. 
I mean, at this point, yeah. I mean, let's get right into it. I, I guess. Um, what does that? I mean, what are what are you seeing? What's your take on the Caps right now uh, with all the injuries? I mean, you guys have been an ambulance. It seems like for the majority of the season. Is that right? We uh, at one point, and you the the game before the. Actually, the game before the Taylor Hall acquisition, we'll get into that, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, when you guys fucking molly whooped us eight to one, <laughs> we were down to our our top pairing was Jared Tenorti and Jack Ashan, who <laughs> had Jack Ashan, he of less than 10 games of both minor pro and pro experience. Mm. He was our number 13 defenseman on the depth chart. <laughs> Jeez. Um, and yep. who's who's out then? Was it Ma- McAvoy's still in, isn't he? Or is he out? McAvoy's in. Ma- McAvoy's in. Carlo has been out for a while. Um, unrelated to the Tom Wilson hit. He got hurt. He got hurt again. Right. Um, we, Kevin Miller's been in and out with his knee. We're terrified that he's going to break his knee again. Um, oh. Our defense has been sort of just a rotation of, of – um, walking wounded but we're getting we're getting bodies back just in time uh mike riley has solidified our top four which is a sentence i never thought i would say about any (laughs) nhl team about two years ago right but he's he's come in and he's been a wagon for us he has solidified the back end and on our second pair and that's allowed mcavoy and grizzlick to go hog wild and yeah um as for you guys uh I mean, it doesn't help that Ovechkin has been kind of in and out. Uh, right. The Anthony Mantha trade's been all right for you guys. I still think you lost that one, but who am I? <laughs> I like Jakob Vrana better than Anthony Mantha. Shout out to your uh, jersey there, uh, Polly Cupcakes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, here's the thing. With, with the – and I, I know I have to justify this, and we've been rounds on Twitter about it, but – we had Panic, who I like. I like that guy as a player. He's a great player. I think he's a solid fourth, third line guy. Yeah, uh, useful fourth line roster player. Yeah, but guys, you need. He's a guy you need. He's not the type of guy who's going to come in and light up twenty goals uh, or maybe mm-hmm. even ten. And so having a guy like that with the hefty contract, which was pre-COVID, you know, the Caps gave that out very mm-hmm. early you know they didn't really know i mean who who would have known that there was going to be a pandemic right global mm-hmm. pandemic at that um you know they they did that and for the red wings they had cap space and yeah we had to give up the first for it so, okay i have to i have to confirm something with you guys was mm-hmm. it true that nick foligno was mcclellan's first target and then when he went to the maple leafs mcclellan kind of went uh manta <laughs> he was definitely being um passed around uh on the on the old interest board that's for sure and i think that he was probably very high i also think nick felino would have been an incredible fit uh maybe a little bit more of a top end but when you're gonna deal a young player for an older one i'm glad we kind of went for we we didn't win that and got Mantha, I, I like. I like the guy. I think he's. I he, think. Yeah. I think stuff. ultimately. I think ultimately. Uh, when you, if Manta and Feligno was the was the choice, you guys got the better one because I was actually on the Cannons and Tomahawks podcast last week. Okay. And and Alex Nuttall said, and I quote, 
I'm so glad that we duped Kyle Dubas into taking Foligno for a first. So <laughs> it sounds like y'all dodged a bullet there. Well, Manta is a better fit stylistically for you guys, but I like Verona more as a player. Sure. I mean, Verona's got that explosive power and, and whatnot, and he can, he's got the gifted release, but I think that Manta has a lot of that, um, as well, you know, in, uh, and he's also a way bigger body. Um, mm-hmm. so maybe, getting him ingrained in the Caps culture where everybody's mm-hmm. got to bang a little bit, uh, maybe might be a good, uh, good change for him. Um, he's a better fit with lobby too. I, I don't think lobby liked Verona very much. No. And, uh, as a matter of fact, no caps coach liked Verona. Uh, you know, Barry Trotz didn't like him. Uh, his coach in Hershey didn't like him. I mean, he, uh, is it a he... work ethic issue? Is it a freewheeling issue? What is it with him? Because I think he's supremely talented and he's definitely shown it in, Tor- in uh, Toronto, in Detroit so far. I, you know what? It, that's a great question. Cause no, all the media like Russian machine never breaks and, and everybody are, are saying like, you know, we we're getting the, the, the coaches have cited that it is a defensive responsibility and playing both sides of the puck more. So Alexander as, Semen part two. Right. But yeah. maybe not as talented. I think Semen was, you know, Semen was close to a 50 goal. Semen was a 40 goal scorer. So, right. but it's like a diet Semen. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Dollar store brand. Well, we won't go that far, but. But yeah, I mean, I don't know, Polly. What what? And then the thing with Verona is, and when you when you hang your hat on being able to score every couple games, uh, even multiple goal games, and you aren't scoring 11, 13 games in a row. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, where are you hanging your hat now? And if you're not gonna make up for that with raw effort and back checking, because you know you know he's got the speed to shut it down on the other way back. You know, without the puck, it's not like the puck gives you uh, wheels, right? I mean, Polly, you know that. Yeah, <clears throat> you know, uh, I'm pretty slow with the puck. <laughs> uh, but Me yeah, too. I mean, I think Verona is great. But like you said, Mantha just fits better into the system. Um, mm-hmm. The Caps, it doesn't show as of recent games, but the Caps don't necessarily need a goal, another goal-specific guy. So getting a guy like Mantha, I think, beefs up the defensive side, and he can con- he can contribute enough that he's still valuable on the offensive side. Um, but the Caps just have so much firepower that a guy who is a scoring specialist without the defense isn't what they need. Yeah, and you got to think he's a. Um... <clears throat> He's a left wing. Verona is an exclusive left wing. Mm-hmm. If he thinks that he's going to take Ovi's crown uh, and be a top line left winger when Ovi's in the lineup, you know, I mean, now that Ovi's out of the lineup, yeah, he probably would have fit in great. But uh, no, I mean, that's never gonna that's never gonna fucking happen. And uh, with how generally cons- uh, uninjured Ovi is, it's it's you know probably his whole career would be spent kind of in that shadow. So moving him and giving him that different change of scenery with a different coach who's going to let him freewheel a little bit, maybe not, you know, shit on him so hard with a, on a team that's really going nowhere. Um, well, Jeff, to be know. fair, Jeff Blaschel is at the point now in his tenure where he's like, fuck it. Sure. Whatever. Do whatever you want. I don't give a fuck. Like, right. Somebody fire me, please. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's a great point. And, and, you know, I mean, 
how far are the Red Wings away from being able to contend? Are we, you know, unfortunately, when we took the pick of Mantha and we're going to give him a shot at a cup today. Uh, Mm -hmm. Verona may have to wait three or four years. Um, I do think that the Red Wings, the Red Wings um, jumped their rebuild by about a year with that acquisition, though. I think Verona can be a centerpiece in there. Oh, I think that, no doubt. Yeah. He yeah. keeps playing the way he's playing. Right. and Because I what you're saying sounds an awful lot like what we're going through right now with Jake DeBrusque. Fair. Uh, and and just to circle back around, was he um, – about the time when Verona was getting scratched, healthy scratched, was when uh, McClellan picked up the phone and started courting Iserman. So – or at least that's what the, the media has been saying. So I don't know. It, it's it's tough to say when exactly that happened. I know Felino has been probably a part of their long-term target, but I'm glad we went for a young player for young player. Yeah. To be completely honest. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> which is why you probably had to get rid, uh, get rid, which is why you probably had to give up a useful fourth line depth player and two high round draft picks, which right. to be fair, with your playoff positioning is probably going to be like true lotto tickets rather than useful draft picks. Exactly. So. Right. I mean, who knows what that first round? I mean, you're go- you're you're talking about proven NHL talent versus like you said, a lottery pick. You know, uh, basically a mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know names in a hat. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to help. Especially, yeah, especially with this draft. This draft. A- anybody who who has been stockpiling capital in this draft is absolutely clueless. Hi, Buffalo Sabers. <laughs> right. Absolutely. And no, the Senators. And, yeah, the Sins. Right. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, the Sins at least had the good had the good sense to to snatch a third from us in the 2022 draft. Right. Right. Yeah. Um. So you know, I. I think that it was a move that management saw needed to be done and they just pulled the trigger. I mean, um, it was a shock to us. I'll say, I mean, I don't yeah. think a, a month before the draft or the month before the deadline, I was thinking Verona's on any sort of chopping block. We're thinking he's a, you know, solidified second line left winger. He's going to be the one to punch, you know, those two lines, but mm-hmm. it just didn't happen. And, and, you know, honestly, we gave him a chance to excel somewhere else. So I'm happy for yeah. the player, for both players, really. They and both he's need doing to it to his, bed, to his credit. He's doing it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And even with like, even with all the scratching and even with all, even with all the scratching, he was still he, 25 points in 39 games. It's nothing to sneeze at. Right. And then, and then he goes to, and then he goes to Detroit. He goes to Detroit and he scored six goals in eight games. So. Yeah, but four of them were in what one game? Yeah. Come on, I mean, and it was a blowout. Like you know, that's a great stat. No, I mean not to detract from it, but Mantha's three goals in a row were useful goals that we needed to win the game, mm-hmm. right? I mean, mm-hmm. those were those were game changing goals, and for three games, not just one, where it was already like a. I think they won like seven to something else, some, high to low. Right? That definitely so. that definitely shows Verona's talent that you be pot four and one. Oh yeah. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. And then I the mean, shootout goal. And then the shootout goal he scored the other night. <laughs> yeah. Dirty. Dirty. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> let's not harp on on Verona too much longer yeah. because look, no, I, we I, I just the best. think it's a really. I just thought it was a really interesting trade because, especially in in the pand- in this pandemic times, you know, I believe uh, less than forty players moved to the trade deadline, which is a by far. Uh, record for least right <laughs> in like at least the last like 20 years 
Sure. But that trade coming in at the 315 in the back, the, the fax machine backlog of the NHL offices right. was, was something else. So sure. Yeah. I, probably, mm-hmm. you know, making headlines for sure. When I saw the yeah. alert, my jaw literally dropped. <laughs> like I'm not even kidding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. Okay, well, enough about Verona here. Uh, I yeah, guess, we're done with Verona. Would you would you have liked to have Chara on your team during this kind of uh, revolving door? On Jesus the fucking Christ! <laughs> I have to do this. Uh. Um. <laughs> you got your punches in. Now it's our turn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I said this earlier in the year, and it was only slight hyperbole. <laughs> Jared Tenorti could play 35 minutes a night for the rest of the year, and I would still think moving on from Zidane Chara was the correct move. Ooh. Do you hold by – you still stand by that? Yes, I do. Because, okay, Don Sweeney made it abundantly clear that he wanted Jeremy Lazan, Jakob Zaborl, Connor Clifton, all to be getting minutes. Sure. sure. He didn't want to block them. And I think he viewed this year as a year where he sees exactly where the young guys are because next year we have $30 million in cap space with most of the core still intact. Wow. I did not know that. Fuck. Don Sweeney is a cap magician. He gets a lot of shit around here for his for his drafting acumen, for some of his questionable trades, for which he's had some. But – if there's one thing he's good at, it's stretching a dollar. Yeah, sounds Marchand, like Bergeron, and Pasternak combined are signed for less than Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's because the Blackhawks are on off their fucking rocker after riding so high. Exactly. Well, well, Stan Bowman. Stan Bowman was like, "You just write your name on the check, and we'll do the rest." <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And Blackhawk fans are ruining that decision. That's for sure. Um, yeah, absolutely, <clears throat> absolutely. But he, they wanted Don Sweeney wanted to see what he had in Jeremy Lazan. He has the he has a solid stay at home young defenseman. Yep. Who is taking on a char roll a little bit as the season goes on. He's basically turning into a coach on the ice, which is huge for a young defenseman. Jakob Zaborl still has top four upside, but he still needs to work on some things, namely not treating the puck like a grenade with a pin out. Uh, Connor Clifton needs to not take three penalties in a period. I don't know if you guys saw that game for the uh, – a couple of weeks ago against the Bru- caps against the Bruins when he took three penalties in one period. Yeah. Did you remember? Yeah. That guy, <laughs> he's a, I call him a yellow lab. He plays like a, he plays like a yellow lab on the ice. He's, he's fast. He's energetic. He's ball, 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 ball. But he's like the yellow lab that flunked out of behavioral school because he pissed on all the walls. <laughs> like, so we definitely know what we have in Connor Clifton. We definitely know what we have in Jeremy Lazan. We don't quite know what we have in Jakob Zaboro, but we still have hope. Yeah. The yeah. ceiling's high on him for sure. Exactly. So he's had a pretty good year for you guys. Yes. Um, it sounds to me like Lavi Lavi kind of kind of really protects his minutes. Am I off base oh, yeah. in that? He gets good yeah. deployments. Um, and, you know, obviously whenever you have a, a – legend like that on your team um mm-hmm. you're kind of the 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 spin the media spin is always 
he's such a great teacher. He's a great presence. But I mean, you you know this. And you know what? Nobody can possibly deny Chara's acumen. The dude thinks the game better than most have ever done it in combination with his size and his physicality. He can still play. Oh, yeah. I will never, ever disagree with moving on from a 43-year-old defenseman who looked cooked even before the bubble. Fair. and He kind of had a chip on his shoulder entering this year. So people have to take that in mind, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, he had something to prove, right? He And he knew – and in the pressers, they all said, like – you know, nothing's guaranteed in DC. He came out and said that and he wanted to prove, I think he wanted to show Sweeney like, fuck you, dude. I still have a couple of good more years. Um, mm-hmm. And I will, I'm buying into the whole uh, leadership, quote unquote leadership, right? Um, mm-hmm. That he does show. Do you and- think intangibles are overrated or do you think they have a place? Oh my, listen, before <laughs> Caps Chirp was Caps Chirp, uh, mm. He had a hockey troll podcast, and every time he said the words leadership or intangibles, it was leadership, <laughs> intangibles. Right. So, yes, he does think it's overrated until he fell in love with Chara. Well, yeah, until <laughs> until I saw it. I mean, here's until the thing. Until it benefits <clears throat> you. Exactly. Well, you know, our our biggest rival, we've got Sidney Crosby over here could have could be a minus 30 and take 10 fucking penalties and score on his own net three times and people would be like, "Oh, you know, he's such a great leader though." Like, what the fuck does that do for you, you know? Or uh, he can have an Alexander Ovechkin that year he was coached by Adam Oates and be a minus 42. Yeah, it, and that's the thing is that like, and well, he's a good leader. He's right. a leader on the ice. He's the greatest goal scorer to ever live. Which, by exactly. the way, he is. He and is. He, he is. <laughs> yeah. He is. And he, and he he and the, to your point, I mean, he show he leads quote unquote by example. You know, he leads mm-hmm. by example. And there's guys that are like that. There's guys that are vocal. I mean, whatever. You know, I've I've been playing hockey since I was 12, so like I understand like the different dynamics in the room and shit. But like. Obviously not at the NHL level, but um, you know, I mean, I, I get that sure? there's, there's, yeah, I'm definitely sure of that. We watch a lot of games. We watch a lot of hockey, but yeah, I mean, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm buying into it. Uh, and then another guy on our blue line who's really kind of stepped up and has been paired with Char almost exclusively is Nick Jensen, who I we were high on getting acquiring him. He's cheap. I've always been a fan of good. Nick Jensen. I've yeah. always been a fan of Nick Jensen. He's an he's an analytics darling. He's mm-hmm. um he's a defensive he's a defensive analytics darling and he flies under the radar. Yeah. Jensen and Chara, that's a damn good pairing. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing. Yeah. And and that gives when you have you know, basically a Kodiak bear is your defensive partner. You know, he's staying at home and doing his job. That gives, that gives Nick Jensen, who has really come broken out of his shell and been a puck mover that he can be, you know, I think that that was always in his, in his repertoire, but he never really had the full confidence or freedom. And then you have, um, him starting to contribute very nicely on the front end. So I, it's a good pairing. Um, I think we're playoff ready with those two. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, but know, now what about, what about now I'm going to turn this back on you guys. You asked me a question. Now it's my turn. <laughs> <laughs> Whose show do you think uh, this is? <laughs> say that again. Say that I again. Said, Whose show do you think this is? <laughs> it's both our shows now, bitch. 
going off the rails. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. But I, I actually am legitimately curious. Yeah. Fire yeah. away. Y'all trust your goaltending going into the playoffs? Mm. Mm, yeah. No. See. <laughs> uh, I. With the cards that we were dealt. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It'd be great to have Hank. It'd be but great I was to good, have with all th- with the cards you were dealt. Sure. All things equal, though. Um. I'm happy we didn't move for a veteran goaltender at trade deadline because I was not impressed with the stock that was available. Uh, like mm-hmm. Bernier. Dubnik would have been nice. Yeah, but we had to pay through the nose for him. Yeah. I mean, um, I'll tell you, I'm glad that VTech got a chance to show he's an NHL goalie. I yeah. think he got. He never would have if Hank was in, if Hank was in because Samsonov would have been his backup or his one B. Exactly, right. Samsonov has been the Caps' golden boy. It was it was handed to him, and VTech has come in and been reliable when Samsonov wasn't there, and even when Samsonov is there, he's competing very well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, and um, you know both goalies have had their, they have their their detractors, right? Uh, Samsonov gives up the mind-blowingly and infuriatingly uh, soft goal every once in a while. He's leaky at times, but man, he makes up for it with the play reading and the ability to shut down the absolutely, you know should be automatic plays. I mean, he's come up with some 10 bell saves that are amazing. I mean, that's stuff that you see from, you know, top three goalies in the, in the league. Uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then you have VTech who has struggled with rebound control and is a bit smaller framed and plays a little bit more of a compact game. Um, mm-hmm. So it's uh, two style variations. I think, I think that teams may have, Quite, I mean, the book's out on both of them right now, I would say. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But mm-hmm. I think that both teams have to prepare differently for who's going to be in the net. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's hard to beat Sammy side to side. Uh, and then it's, it's all, it's pretty hard to beat VTech as well. But, you know, so coming from basically get the screen up in front of Sammy to make VTech move. And then put the shot on and clean up rebounds, right? So it's a bit of a different play style. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I, um, <clears throat> you know, they could surprise me. I don't necessarily think they're a Stanley Cup tandem at this point. I mean, maybe the, as far as the, being the, able to carry teams yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah, but I think yeah. if this, yeah, system, that's it. You went exactly where I wanted you to go on that one. Yeah, I mean, so if if they continue. With this alternating two-headed monster, I think two years from now they will be hands down best duo in the league. Yeah. Who knows if they continue that? But right now, um, they each might be able to steal a game here or there. But if they're going to win a cup, it's going to come from the guy, the five guys in front of them. Yeah, and if I may pontificate a little bit. <clears throat> I think ten dollar word there, trolling. <laughs> I think that, and I have this rule, right? So every Stanley Cup winning team must have their goalie in the run in the you know what sixteen games that they have to play. The goalie needs to steal four. 
So that could all happen in the first round and the team figures it out. But basically per series they play. I think that the goalie needs to be the MVP reason that that team won the game. So he needs to essentially steal that uh, four games per run per st- it, for the for a cup winning team. Per 16 um, wins. So one out of every four wins needs to be a steal for the goaltender. Yeah. And those can come, you know, all in the first round. And then he plays mm-hmm. solid through the, the rest of the rounds, right? Uh, but mm-hmm. Or two in one round, right? I'm not saying that it has to be per series one or more. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I think that if you can have a goaltending tandem that can – and, you know, again, we're, we're talking tandem here because that's how they've been deployed with Sammy and Vitek. Uh, well, and that's how playoffs teams now go with it right. nowadays. It used to be you ride one to the end until he either <laughs> gets into the promised land or he falls down and dies. Yeah. Right. And so, so. I think that, you know, your goalie core, your tandem, so split right. between them. Do I think that each of them could steal two games in, in, in a cup winning run? Yes, mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. I do think that. You know, and that's how Dallas made the cup. The, I think the only reason they beat Colorado is because Dobby stole. The only a reason of games. they beat Colorado is because Anton Hudobin went god mode for yeah, a couple yeah. of games. I think. Yep. I think he stole that entire series. Yeah. And Except there, there, there may have been one blowout for the, the uh, Stars, but aside from that, that's the only reason they made the Cup was because of Dobby. By the way, Polly, that's Boston Bruins great Anton Hudobin. <laughs> Respect. Respect that name. Yeah. How long was he there? Uh, two different stints. Uh, yeah. Uh, and- he was there for a year his first, uh, first time. He uh, went, came up through the wild system. We acquired him. He played decently, went off to Carolina, came back to us, played well, and we let him go to Dallas. Interesting. And yep. I'm sure that all the Tuka Rask haters are uh, – very much ruining that decision as well, right? I mean, uh, I know we talked no, about it when we were actually, on No, actually, they are currently jerking themselves to completion over <laughs> Jeremy fucking Swightman. <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like Boston, even though the fans have been hating on Tuca, Boston has kept a quietly elite goalie core since Tim Thomas. Oh, yeah. No doubt. That, that's very accurate. Yep. Like, I mean, and it's Chidobin. been Tuka Rask. I didn't yep, even it's been know Tuka he Rask. was there. Yeah, that's yeah, been Tuka Rask. Um, there were a couple. There were a couple of failed backup uh, experiments. We had uh, Jonas Gustafsson. He's a former Leaf, so fuck that guy. <laughs> and then we had, and then we had uh, Nicholas Svedberg, who was some jobber that we got out of the Swedish league, who bombed out for us. But a- ever since then. Chad John, we had Chad Johnson. We had, um, let's see, we ha- we've had Yaroslav Halak. Yeah. Um, and now Halak has uh, been demoted to our third string goaltender. How about that? Yeah, <laughs> that is interesting. Odd. That is, yeah. Um, Halak has a very special place and uh, infamous place, maybe in Caps fans. Uh, for two War. reasons, not just one. Exactly. Yeah, and then we picked him up, right? So he he destroyed us in the Montreal series when when we had all the chips in our favor. I mean, mm-hmm. the the yep. young guns were absolutely on fire that season, and mm-hmm. then Halak just comes down and single handedly shits all over us. Um, it was uh, at least he did yep. uh, 
send the Penguins packing in their last ever game in the igloo. He did. Yeah, fuck them. That's yeah. amazing. The Mellon um, Arena. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, well, that's a good segue. Speaking of Penguins, I know that you want to throw some jabs here. Um, we're, we're happy that you went 1-1. One one. I would love it if you went 2-0, and oh, because I think that you can. I think the Bruins can uh, against the Penguins, but they played, I mean, they played a really good game. I was listening to the game uh, while at the driving range there, so uh, definitely saw, saw that, I mean, the Penguins were, you know, up your, you know, on your shit the whole game. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a one-shot game, and that was incredibly frustrating because we... That was a, you're talking about the, the first game of the series. That was yeah, a very the one, nothing. Yeah. Yep. That was a very tight that it, it felt, it felt like playoff hockey. It felt like one of those playoff games. That's a total slog, mm-hmm. but no penalties, which, but <laughs> <laughs> thanks NHL. <laughs> yeah. There were no penalties and, and, and to Pittsburgh's credit, the, um, beat us on a clean shot, beat Swayman on a clean shot, top shelf, um, won nothing. But the second game was more indicative of how the Bruins could play the Penguins. Yeah. On their shit and then knocking them down on their shit. And right. then using Taylor Hall and David Krejci to piss on the ashes. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. speaking of which is in, <clears throat> I'm going to blow the lead here for you because uh, I, I don't, I don't want you to have it, but uh, that's something that we couldn't do. I mean, penetrate the middle, get scoring chances mm-hmm. from, you know, home plate area in between the faceoff dots, maybe even high slot action. You know, yeah. the caps could not do that. Um, and when they did, Jari came up big, especially in this last blowout three, nothing. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't think that the OT loss is a loss it's- five on five. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think that mm-hmm. after scoring the late third period goal by St. Thomas, we get a uh, we get a <sighs> great, uh, <laughs> we we end up closing that one out. <laughs> yeah, St. Thomas, right. Saint 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 <laughs> Thomas. Yes. Oh my God! I well, just, I, so you shout you out may- to Slapshot Sweethearts for promptly shitting on the Tom Wilson burger. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, did you like my reply there? Uh, I didn't see yours. Oh, yeah. I think <laughs> you said something about, um, uh, uh, the sauce, some kind of cheap shot thing with the sauce. And I said, oh, you mean actually. Yeah, yeah it gets closed down. It, it, it gets close. It gets, uh, cited by the Board of Health 12 times, but it never actually closes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then <laughs> I came back with, oh, you mean the. The most versatile sauce there is. <laughs> yeah. But so uh, hey, hey, hey man, one man's one man's shit stain is another man's fucking racing stripe. Yeah. I guess. Like <laughs> Well so you you mentioned his name. Uh are you pretty happy mm-hmm. with Taylor Hall? Really? Yeah. You're pumped. We we okay. All right, I will. I will. I, I'm going to issue a mea culpa here because you were. You I, were a shit. You were a naysayer. You were very. Skeptical. Yeah, I, I absolutely was. I absolutely was. But I will qualify that by saying I was a naysayer for the fact that the NHL loves names. The NHL loves names, and I was. I was against the 
seemingly prohibitive cost of grabbing a name like Taylor Hall. Fair. Second round pick and a spare part for Taylor Hall and somebody who has solidified our fourth line in Curtis Lazar. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That was a good one. Kevin Adams needs to be needed to be fired. Like <laughs> we had a we had a Sabres guest on a, on the short shift a couple a short shift a couple weeks ago. And when the Taylor Hall trade hit, he said the first thing he, that, that he thought of was the fact that eight months prior, Kevin Adams was managing a boutique rink across the way from First Nations Bank Arena. <laughs> and not only did Terry Bagula hire him, he hired him with a skeleton staff of three scouts and no assistant GM. <laughs> um. <laughs> Well, amazing. Just to bring you back down to earth a bit, Taylor Hall is no. a bona fide rental. He's a bona fide rental, right? Yeah. No, so, absolutely. He is a UFA next year, and it's going to be. It's going to be. It's there's going to be other suitors, but right. David Krejci has become has become revitalized yeah. ever since Taylor Hall has come on. Sure. And I think that Taylor Hall is now on his fifth team, which, holy shit, for a number one pick in the NHL draft, being on your fifth team is something else, isn't it? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, and he's got nine points in 11 games, and he's looked, no, uh, actually, no, I think it's 10 points in the last 11 games. Oh, wow. And he's looked damn good doing it. Um, so, I was a naysayer, but... For the robbery that Don Sweeney pulled and for the fact that he has it's almost like it's almost like we also acquired a bona fide second line center. Right. Again. Right. Yeah. Well Krejci has been absolutely phenomenal. Ever and also and and also this is also in conjunction with getting Taylor Hall on your left and Bruce Cassidy finally putting Craig Smith on the right permanently. I mean, I I've always liked Krejci, so yeah, I don't understand. I love Cre- I love David Krejci. Yeah, we actually had a debate of whether or not he's going to be put in the rafters, and there's st- put in the rafters in TD Garden, and there's still debate on that. Sure, I mean, yeah. I think that him and and Marshawn and uh, Bergeron. I mean, those are those, that's who I think of yeah. is when the Boston Bruins come to town. Definitely, definitely, those are locks. Yeah. Polly, what are you? Uh, what were you saying? So, I guess my question's already answered, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Um, you said words like a bargain and spare parts. Uh, so you're not upset at all. I know you got the better end of the deal losing my former Irish player Bjork. He was very well liked here. Um. But he never quite lived up to his potential here. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't drafted to be a fourth line guy. No, he wasn't. He yeah. he was he he. I mean, he was a fifth round. He was a fifth round pick. To be fair, yeah. fifth round picks are are when you get into the true lottery tickets in the draft. Yeah, but in college, I think he. But in college, he 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 exploded. Yeah, so we were expecting more. I think he was a Hobie Baker finalist. 
He was absolutely. I remember. I think he was like. I think he was like a goal per game his senior year. Yeah, I want to say he was very, very good. Yeah, but he came in, um, and his first game, uh, his first game as a Bruin, he stuck on the. He, he they they put him on the top line. This is this is a uh, pre Pasternak. Uh, Claude Julien put him on the top line with Marchand and Bergeron, and he scored a goal. And I think when that happened, Bruins fans kind of went, oh! <laughs> yeah. Right. But he tore his shoulder twice, and when he came back, he was never quite the same. He he very he he very he shies away shies away at contact at the slightest bit of contact. He's not sure. he's not he's a very soft player. He is got tremendous speed, and he is an outstanding penalty killer. We already have about twelve of those. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. you know it was, he became a spare part. It kind of sucked. Uh, that Cassidy benched him. I think it was Cassidy at the time uh, when they played the Winter Classic at Notre Dame. Yeah, he was he was a scratch for that game, but he yeah he that was Cassidy. He wasn't mm-hmm. playing well at the time. I, I do know that. Right, they scratched him for that because he was being outplayed by Joachim Nordstrom. That should probably tell you something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on. What's the outlook? What's the outlook for um, for the for the Boston Bruins going into the playoffs? Looks like right now you're matched up against the Pens, and I think that that is the worst matchup for the Penguins going in. To be completely honest. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm of two minds of that. I'd rather play the Caps. What? Oh. I would rather play the Caps. Why you want bounced we, first round? <laughs> we've played them close and we've played them we we've played them close and we've played them well all year. You have. So, I I I think in a 7 game series I think the Bruins could take the Caps. But Oh fuck. But you want the Caps. Okay, okay. We'll let you finish but, before I shit on you. <laughs> <laughs> but um I'm looking at my chops at Tristan Jari. Really? really? So that's why I said that's why I said I'm of two minds of this. Fair. I mean, um, here's the thing: he played possessed in the last game. We weren't doing great. I mean, we weren't doing great to get him a lot of work. Uh, and the Penguins do such a good job of cutting down all of the all of the uh, passing lanes. But holy fuck! I mean, he was on fire, standing on his head. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Absolutely. He's, he's, so. he's still a fraud. <laughs> well, wait. So are you a? Do you think Murray would have been a better choice for the Penguins? I mean, no, we're going back in time right now, but douche or a shit sandwich. Take your pick, man. Like, Fair enough. <laughs> Fair I mean, enough. I mean, I mean. Yeah. Okay, I Matt Murray. I think had had, had sort of an extenuating circumstance. Matt Murray was going through some shit sure. in Pittsburgh. And I think if you if you want some fuel to shit on the pens, I think they dumped Matt Murray in the exact time would probably be the worst for him. Right. You know, his father had just died. He had just entered rehab for alcoholism. Like and the and and Rutherford at the time Rutherford was like, Deuces. Yeah, well, I mean yeah. that's a 
I mean, the Penguins up and down are the most classless organization in all of sports, I'd say. So I really, that doesn't, that really doesn't uh, surprise me. Um, you know, their, their town's shit. They're uh, fucking, you know, everything about Pittsburgh and the Penguins is, is if they didn't win, um, they'd probably fold it by now. And I think that if, if, no, I don't think they would have folded. I think they'd be in Kansas City. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Or Quebec. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I mean, the fact that they got to win cups to stay relevant, and then you've got fan bases who have gone since 1974 until 2018 and stayed loyal just kind of shows you the, the difference of people there. Yeah. Man, you, 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 you pointed that right. <laughs> Right, direct. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I, there's a story that I think I saw either on Twitter or something, and I don't know if it's true or not, but a writer was sitting Twitter, down. Twitter, so grain of salt. Right. But mm-hmm. it sounded it sounded very um, on brand for Pittsburgh water trash. And um, it's it was <laughs> Matt Murray was sitting down with a reporter who was doing an expose on him. Um, kid comes up super psyched to see Matt Murray. Like, holy shit. This is, I think, after they had just won the back-to-back as well. So I'm guessing this was in 2018-ish era. And mm-hmm. kid's pumped. Murray's gracious with his time. Takes a picture. Signs some stuff for the kid. Dad comes over, shakes his hand, and says, uh, I think you're doing a good job, but you'll never be flurry. Like, I can only, I'm just looking at who that dad was. He's probably just a fat fucking water trash yenzer wearing a fucking Steelers jersey who was just like, who said that to him. And I'm like, kind of one that was urinating tree. <laughs> and I was like, who the fuck are you? Like, who the fuck are you to, to come up to a player who just and this, won this you back to back? When Matt Murray was at his lowest point. Yeah, well, just back to back. Fuck the personal shit. Back-to-back yeah. cups. I mean, yeah, at this point, right. Matt Murray had already, you know, solidified himself as like a, a, a NHL goalie who's found success. Solid starter, yep. Yeah. yeah. And let's just – what the fuck goes through these mm-hmm. fucking people's minds, dude? I yeah. mean, unbelievable. Just classless water trash, like I said. Yeah. yeah. It's just <laughs> – it's – so, so, so if there right now we're poised to play the water trash, the Pittsburgh water trash birds. Yeah. Yeah. But there's still a lot of moving that could be done because we, you, me, you, me, Pittsburgh and the Islanders are locked into this like weird sort of. We're we're five points back. We're five points back of the Pens with a game in hand. We're three points back of you with two games in hand, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so hey, these matchups are far from set in stone, and we are we are about nine days from the la- from the last day of the season. Right. I mean, it, it's going to be wild. It, it it's crazy. It, yeah, and I mean the, the competitive the the competitiveness of the division is crazy, and plus the Rangers who we have had bad luck against, play us twice in the last nine mm-hmm. days. So, mm-hmm. who the fuck Man, knows? I actually feel bad for them. I, I uh, My co-host, the Shore Chef Thomas, is a is an ardent anti-New Yorker, so shout out to him. Yeah, Love that, guy. <laughs> but if 
The New York Rangers, with the talent that they have, if the New York Rangers had a head coach that had a pulse, they'd be along with us right now. I, I yeah, I think that uh, all Rangers fans are probably uh, thinking that same thing. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. you've got Zabinijad who is maybe on a little bit of a slump, but has. <laughs> easily broken out of that. I mean, the dude's got like a billion goals in the past three games. I mean, past three weeks, it seems. Um, Yeah. uh, And, you know, I mean, I think that they, if I'm Detroit right now, I'm, (laughs) I'm Steve Geiserman modeling my moves after what the Rangers have done. Um, They've done, they've done, they've done their rebuild almost, almost perfectly. Yeah. Got to get a coach. Right. But, you know, when you're rebuilding, you hire some mm-hmm. shit bum who you don't have to pay, you pay, pay peanuts who's mm-hmm. good at development, right? You hire this guy who can develop. He's not even good at that. Right. Well, you, so they, so they got half, they got half the package. They got half the package. Yeah, right. The shit bum. Right. Right. Um, and then, you know, we'll, we'll Some see. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, you grab this guy and then when you're ready to make a push, you bring in somebody, you know, like a, a Delon or Gerard Delon. I'm just right. spitballing here. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Even a fucking Babcock or something. I mean, I don't know. But, uh, no, just, oh, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Could you imagine Mike Babcock coaching the New York Rangers? <clears throat> I'll tell you what. Well, I, I mean, they went with Tortorella, so. Yeah, that's true. Well, he's about to be fired from Columbus. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I'm yeah, um, but it, you know, I their 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 rebuild's gone very very well, almost flawlessly, and and it's mm-hmm. impressive to see. Um, so I mean, the Rangers kind of scare me. I'll be honest. The Rangers and the Penguins in the playoffs yeah. are just not to say that like the Caps aren't a better team. It's just will they show it? You know, and that's a big that's a big thing I think that differs between our two clubs here, Andrew, is that the Bruins, you know what you're gonna get night in and night out. So I will give you that they're consistently a defensively good structured team and have their core that, you know, ebbs and flows, but at the same time, they'll make up for any lack of scoring and solid uh solid defensive play. And with with the caps, it could be a literal fucking Jerry's kids uh, convention or world beaters. Who knows? Who the fuck knows? Yeah. And that's why being a Capitals fan is so fucking frustrating because mm-hmm. you've seen this team go out and absolutely destroy the Boston Bruins eight to one. And then mm-hmm. we go in and lay an egg against fucking Pittsburgh. So ugh. I think what, I, what what's going to make this, what's going to make this, playoff so fucking frustrating in the in, in the in the sense that the way that the division is the visions are set up mm-hmm. i think all four of these teams are capable of doing it oh yeah oh. and one of them is going to go out in the first round <clears throat> right yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. exactly yep i mean i or two of them excuse me right right and i i see yeah. the the Islanders, I think, right now, after our display last week, are probably the Caps' best matchup. Plus, mm-hmm. the Caps want a little bit of redemption from being swept out of the playoffs when under Reardon. 
Um, I was going to say they didn't sweep. They didn't sweep the caps. They they didn't sweep the caps. They swept Todd Reardon. Reardon was over his head. <laughs> yeah, we agree. He was over. And Barry Trot saw Todd Reardon across from him and was like, <laughs> "I'm your daddy. I'm your daddy. All of your success is because of me." Um, yep, exactly. <clears throat> Let me be perfectly clear. You are my bitch. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to show you. <laughs> right. Exactly. And I mean, you know, Barry Trotz knows the team inside and out and, and mm-hmm. back and forth. So it'll be interesting to see that. Um, but like you said, man, a seven game series changes the entire landscape. Yeah, we've played eight games against these teams, but mm-hmm. holy shit, that just makes it more tight because the players on the ice know the tricks and the coaching staff knows the tricks. The players mm-hmm. on the ice have, have, fall into the pitfalls that the that the other team's successful at. And so do the coaches. The coaches know as well. So yeah. uh, I wouldn't be surprised if both East series, whatever they are, go seven games. Yeah. yeah. And I would I would love it, but uh, I'm probably gonna lose it's like you know how they say like when you smoke a cigarette, it's like two minutes off your life. Every time mm-hmm. I watch a Caps playoff game, it's like five. Might as well just be smoking <laughs> cigs. <laughs> Do the Family Guy bit. Here's a whole cotton of cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> games. All right, exactly. Who wants to live forever, anyways? Um, yeah, right. <clears throat> but well, um, uh, since we're talking playoffs, do you mm-hmm. have a cup prediction? Who's in it? Who wins? Oh boy! Um, you put me right on the spot there, Polly. Oh yeah, um, that's what I do. <laughs> That's, I like it. I like it. So, Colorado is a team that I'm really interested in. Mm-hmm. Really interested in. I think they are one of the most well put together teams in the league. Yeah, yeah. I think they. I think they definitely could come out. Um, Carolina's looked great, which kills me yeah. to say. Um. Vegas is a wagon, like Toronto exists, you know. <laughs> right. They're 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 gonna probably be in the final four by virtue of the fact that one team from the fucking north has to be. Right, right. Um so I don't I think the team that the team the teams that are really that are really coming out to me are Carolina and Colorado. And I think out of the, so let me do this. Let me predict the four teams that come out of the, of the divisions and we'll go from there. You're on record. Yep. (laughs) So Toronto's going to come out of the North. I think that's clear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Avalanche are going to come out of the West. I really like Vegas. I think um, Philip Grubauer is going to be like the hot goalie of the year, the hot goalie of the playoffs. Yep. Um, Tampa Bay is going to be eliminated because the hockey gods are going to smite them for their cap fuckery. Because they'll get (laughs) Nikita Kucherov out on the ice for no money. Right. (laughs) <laughs> because fuck them. <laughs> and I think I think 
I think it's going to be Carolina. Um, what Thomas, when you, hear, when you hear this, I'm sorry, man, but the old Whalers, I think the old Whalers are going to be are going to be going to be in the Final Four. And what about Florida? Because uh, they're low key good too. Florida's Florida's really good. Florida is really good, but I think that Florida's Florida has a lot of questions in one area: their goaltending. Yeah. What are you gonna? I, I mean, uh, is Spencer Knight ready to take the reins? Um, is is Sergey Bobrovsky going to be worth that contract? Spoilers, no. Um, <laughs> is like Chris Drager? Is Chris Drager gonna be gonna be starting? Like who who's gonna who's gonna play goal? Right, legit. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> so fair. I really like I really like Florida. I love the job that Q's doing, and I think he's I think he may be I think he may be coach of the year this year. Oh yeah, but I, I would see it. Yeah, but I don't. I but I don't think so. I don't think that. All right. I don't think. Yeah. So. <sighs> and then what's the finals matchup then? Well, who, oh, and I didn't, got, I didn't, I didn't do an East tool. prediction. Oh yeah, Bruins. wait, yeah, who's the East? Yeah, my God. <laughs> Bruins. Okay, oh, of course. I, so, I think, yeah, surprise, I, 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 I got to do at least yeah. one homer pick. Fair enough. Uh, my yeah. homer pick is the Bruins. If I'm being objective, I, I don't see Pittsburgh. I, I can't bet against Barry Trotz. Oof. Um and. You guys' goaltending is a huge question mark to me. Um, so maybe my objective pick is Boston too. Oh, hey, uh, that's right. yeah. fair enough. Yeah, uh, especially if you get healthy, you know. And yeah, especially if especially back. if we get yes, especially if we get healthy. That's gonna be that's gonna be the huge key. As for um, as for a Cup final, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Carolina Chicago. Uh, Carolina, sorry, let's do that again. Carolina, Colorado. So, based on your four winners, it mm-hmm. I think it would be a Toronto-Boston conference final. Based oh, would it? Is, the, is that is that is that how it's gonna how are, how are they gonna reseed it? I, guess I think it's right. just where you finish in the league standings. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So. Oh, oh my god! Back. If it ends up being a Toronto-Boston conference final. That'd Boston so will cool. burn and Toronto will burn because no Toronto will burn because Boston is going to eliminate them again. If, <laughs> if, if that's, if that ends up being the reseeding, then fuck Boston in the conference, Boston in the Stanley cup finals. <laughs> wow. All right. Interesting. Yeah. And Toronto would likely have home ice advantage there because mm-hmm. they're what they have so many points, right? I mean, they're, yeah. Oh, man. I, I got, I got, a lo- I got to look at that because I, is it, 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 if it's standings, if it's like, because is it there recedes, a tiebreak involved? Is it, it, yeah. It recedes until the finals or the conference right. finals. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, from what I remember. Yeah. I mean, how would you... The conference finals aren't true conference finals. It's going to be of the four oh. remaining teams, one versus four, two oh. versus three. Oh mm-hmm. shit. Okay. Oh, I see. Okay. Wow. So in my in my so in mine it's going to be Carolina versus Colorado and then Toronto versus Boston. Yeah, and I think the What Can- a fucking mat that would be insane to watch. Yeah. That is Toronto- never. Yeah, Toronto Boston would be fucking insane and Carolina Colorado would like, be just would be entertaining as hell. Toronto yeah. would probably have to play in Buffalo. 
they're mm-hmm. they're thinking they might not be able to play oh, outside yeah. of Canada, right? Because so, COVID. Yeah, probably. Oh Buffalo. man, I can't wait for the excuses if Boston beats them in that scenario. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We had to we had to play in fucking Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, fucking um, deliver me. <laughs> How you feel? Okay, okay, all right. I know, I'm Bruins fan. I know I'm supposed to hate the Habs. I don't really hate the Habs. Mm-hmm. I never have. I actually kind of respect them in a way. Okay. How hockey trolling, how you feel about the penguins is how I feel about the Maple Leafs. Oh, that is a lot of that is a lot of impotent rage, I'll tell you that. It it it, it <laughs> oh no, it is not impotent, my friend. It is fully erect. <laughs> Holy fuck, I love it. <laughs> it is fully, fully fucking erect. Like nothing gave me greater joy than well. Other than the, when we won the, won the cup in 2011. Yeah. Nothing gave me greater joy than watching Jake DeBrusque skate, skate down the left wing and just steal Jake Gardner's soul out of his body in game seven in 2018. He just goes coast to coast and then just bullies both Gardner and Frederick Anderson and gets the game winning goal. Well, yeah. I went insane. <laughs> That that was my lifeblood. <laughs> and so, wait, what 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 has what has stemmed this hatred for Toronto? Toronto fans. Okay, fair, <laughs> fair. All right, well, enough said. Toronto fans. They are the most, to a man and woman, the most delusional, the most undeservedly smug. I, I mean. Hockey trolling, you're de- in, in defense of the Penguins. I'm sorry. At least oh, they've God. won a couple of cups. That's true. That's tr- you're right. Exactly. Toronto hasn't won a cup since there was more. There was six teams in the league. Mm-hmm. Toronto hasn't won. Toronto's series last playoff series win is old enough to get its driver's license. <laughs> that and is they true. still are some. Co- so they still view themselves as some kind of epicenter and gatekeeper of the NHL and yeah like it, it permeates their fan that their fan base permeates that organization from the top down Kyle Dubas is a smarmy prick fuck Mac button Mike Babcock Sheldon Keefe is a throw pillow you know like you keep trotting out the corpse of Joe Thornton like it means something. Wayne Simmons can't play anymore, but he can punch people in the face good. Let's stack him up and make him into some kind of folk hero. Like enough, <laughs> enough. <laughs> and the only reason that y'all, the only reason that they took that Austin Matthews is anywhere near the Hart Trophy conversation right now is because that they've been feasting on the North Division, which has been weak as hell. A total gong show mm-hmm. for sure. Absolutely. So, and just seeing it, just seeing Leaf fans just, you know, take the brandy sniffer, fart into it, and then sniff it for fucking 53 <laughs> years for whatever reason. I, it's, it's, all of these, and, and just, uh, so. it's, all, it's all very accurate. And obviously, you've, you've got this, like, this ammo just to, like, sitting there at any time. I, I think it's, uh, I, I mean, I relate. I relate because it's the same thing with the Penguins for me. 
be yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And with penguins, with, with the penguins, I can understand that. With sure. the penguins, I can understand that because you know, fuck them, right? Just yeah. in general, just yeah. in general, <laughs> fuck them for Matt Cook taking uh, ending Mark Savard's career prematurely. Yeah, fuck yeah. them for basically holding the NHL hostage for the first for the first pick in the draft. You can't tell me that didn't fucking happen. Oh yeah, and you know everything else. I mean. All of Sidney Crosby's cups in this in this era are a lie to me, to me. Yeah, fuck them, f- fuck them for for trumpeting Sidney Crosby as some kind of as some kind of gener. He's a generational talent, but mm-hmm. fuck them for elevating him as much as they did for when the first in the first maybe like eight or nine years of his career he was nothing but a whiny piss baby. <laughs> That's true, and yeah, that, that is, true. is what the NHL hung its hat on. Right. Oh man, had, this is like the the last five minutes of hate, like from nineteen uh, was nineteen eighty four that fucking novel there. Yeah, we're yeah. just a, we're just a dystopian future at this point. Everybody's standing I, up, yelling at the the movie yeah, screen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, man! If the Bru- if, if if the Bruins if the Bruins beat the Maple Leafs in the conference final, all technological advancements will be able to go forth. Yeah. <laughs> We will live in a utopia because Toronto will burn. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Well, dude, I, I mean, I think that's it. Polly, do you have anything? Well, just want to acknowledge my man, Tank, chirping us, oh, yeah. asking us about our weekend. Uh, the weekend sucked, losing to the Penguins twice. So uh, thanks for that, Tank, I guess. Yeah. Eat shit, Tank. It's Caps Chirp, so I guess we get chirped as well. Fair enough. Um, But when it comes to Andrew, uh, no, I think you answered everything I uh, had to ask. And beyond. And beyond, yeah. Uh, (laughs) I I gave you more material than you fucking needed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, A A good Toronto rant. Which is somewhat a breath of fresh air, to be completely honest, because we're always on here shitting on the Penguins and, and other assorted teams. But man, you know. I fucking miss playing Toronto. Yeah, I hear you. That yeah. I mean, that's a good matchup. Yeah, and, and a, we uh, we uh, on the on the pod uh, this past weekend we um, we talk about uh, what we want to see out of divisional realignment going forward, and. I just, man, I just, I, I want to go back to basics, and I want to, I just want to play Montreal. I want to play Toronto. I want to play yeah. a Western Conference team a couple times a year. Like, actually, so the this gives me a new question. Would you okay. say that Montreal and Toronto are Boston's biggest rivals? Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, I think the Caps are creeping up a little bit. Um, I, I, because it's, it's for the last few years, it's always been a, and I know Braden Holpe was, was, we, we were getting sunned by that boy for a (laughs) year, but there was always a close game and it was always a great game. And then Chara go into the caps and then every game this year, every game between the caps and the Bruins this year being contentious for one reason or another, mm-hmm. I promised myself I wouldn't bring up the Tom Wilson hit on Brandon Carlo. Whoops. Um, <laughs> but you know, if, if for some reason the NHL does put them back in the same division, it will really heighten, uh, the growing rivalry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, 
I thought that this was an incredibly entertaining season. I mean, just it's brand new. It's kind of a, a curveball. I thought the NHL did a good job of managing mm-hmm. uh, COVID and all of the stipulations. So, uh, mm-hmm. at least we're watching hockey, boys. I mean, could be completely honest. Like, you know, yeah, exactly. And at least, at least now it seems like. I mean, knock on wood, it seems like we figured out. It figured out the COVID situation with the NHL. Mm-hmm. Um, the Vancouver Canucks would like to have a word, I'm sure, but oh yeah, Oof. poor Vancouver. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. But it, but I'm, 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 I'm glad it looks like we've been able to, we've been able to have this season. Yeah, and it's been and, an entertaining one and a, a mm-hmm. super competitive one, especially for our division, name, namely our division. Um, yeah, division's but, been a dogfight. It, yeah, absolutely, and yeah. it's so tight. Um, mm-hmm. But I guess with that, I mean, you know, why don't you take this time to plug away on on short shift and everything else? Anything else you're doing? Where do so we find you? we just released we just released an episode this weekend uh, where we we promised we we, we didn't want to do a review of the Sabers game because frankly I I laid down an edict. <laughs> soon before after the episode started that I didn't want to hear about the fucking Buffalo Sabres ever again for this year. <laughs> and Thomas agreed with me. So we kind of, we, we went into, we went into the injury problems. We went into Brandon Carlo coming back. We went into the debate of whether or not David Krejci should get his number retired playoff realignments and a lot more. So you can find us on anywhere you listen to your podcasts. Um, we are on Twitter at short shift pod. Awesome. Definitely mm-hmm. check them out. It's a good, it's a good, uh, even keeled. Well, at times, most times, even keeled. Uh, <laughs> Until the Maple uh, Leafs come up. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, man, that, man, the show is going to change once we start playing Toronto again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, a lot of knowledge there and, and no two Rask hate, which is great. So uh, I love to see that. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm Tuka honestly, Rask is elite. Absolutely, he yeah. is. Absolutely, he is. And anybody who says otherwise is off their fucking rocker. Um, and but hey, I guess with that, man, we'll we'll cut it off here. Andrew, dude, thanks a lot for coming on. I'm glad that we could uh, we could get you on and kind of pay back the uh, the guest spot. Uh, so we're, we're even. Uh, we'll expect an invite to yours, especially if we end up meeting up in the playoffs. We're going to have to do oh, another you are, one for you are, one. You're already penciled into the round table, man. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yep. Good stuff. <laughs> All right, man. Well, hey, you stay safe. Again, thanks a lot for uh, coming on. Take care, boys. Thanks for having me again. <laughs> Later, man. Caps fans, this, again, this is a Thursday episode, so it'll come out on Thursday if you're watching the live stream and getting a little bit of sneak peek. Um, but again... Thanks, Andrew, for from the Short Shift Podcast, repping the Boston Bruins for coming on. Until next week, Caps fans, it's Hockey Troll, Polly Cupcakes, and Andrew signing off. Hey, Caps fans. Thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Troll Podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, at Cupcake Polly on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And follow the show's handle at Caps Chirp on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network at Hockey Podnet on social and the Hockey Podcast Network.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. 
check them out, or we're not friends anymore. <laughs>